Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Hello? Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. That's not a great sign. This is on national you also television. Heard someone just going, <laughs> and the Phantom of the Opera just <laughs> swung in. Christine. They just start singing. I'm macking on this 14 year old oh, girl. What a creepy play. What a creepy play. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Leanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Well, it's Monday. It is Reaction Monday, brought to you by Taco Bell. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Hope your holiday was good. Yeah, it's good. Because my Saturday was not, and yours was not. And I assume if you're listening, unless you're one of those Michigan fans that live here. Mm. And I feel like I've heard from all of them. Oh, in yeah. the last couple we, of days. We haven't heard a lot from them for about 10 years or so, but they suddenly all found their Twitter logins, didn't they? They're all back. I'd like to do... I haven't done this for a while, but uh, i like to do this disclaimer when things are not pleasant. If you are looking for a radio show that will say, well, the sun came up on Sunday, didn't it? <laughs> and wanted to you know, talk about how it was a good season despite the loss... And now there's plenty to be positive about as we head towards bowl season. This is the wrong show for you. I only say that because I don't want you to waste your time. I don't want you to get upset. I don't want to hear your stupid complaints. When I'm not positive like you want me to be today, this is going to be a three-hour negative fest. That's what it's going to be. And if you're in the same headspace as me and Bone, probably appreciate it because the thing that I want now, it's two different types of people, right? You're in a bad mood. Maybe you listen to happy music to put you in a better mood. I'm not that person. I'm in a bad mood. I listen to depressing music because I want somebody else who feels like me. Mm -hmm. So if you are depressed, if this ruined your weekend, if you're getting up today still thinking about that football game on Saturday, you have come to the right place because Bone and I did everything we could not to crack open a brew or two before the show started. That's what kind of mood we're in to start the show today. Well, you bought me a nice bottle of bourbon that uh, was a Christmas gift, but you gave it to me early, which I appreciate. And I thought about just bringing it back in today. I would have had and- some. <laughs> you know I don't drink that stuff. Oh, Man, you offered me a shot of that, I would have taken it. I oh, it, well, it would have been bad because we would have drank half the bottle just sitting back there reliving this stupid game. Uh, it it we have much we have much to discuss with all of this, but the reality of this team is, unfortunately, this year did not go. Ryan Day had the quote: "This year has been ruined." Yes, he's right. This this season was ruined by what happened on Saturday, and if you don't believe that then I don't think we have the same vision of what an Ohio State football season is supposed to look like. But isn't this fun? 
Oh, yeah. I, I, was, told, right. I, I was told. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, it's a shame that Ohio State just beats Michigan's ass every single year because the rivalry's not as interesting. Well, I hope you're really having fun now, Buckeye fan. I Listen, if you are someone who says, and this has been the case for me for a while, if you are someone who says, I want Michigan to be good so that when the Buckeyes beat them, it's that much sweeter. This is the unfortunate end of that argument if you take it to its logical conclusion. Because if Michigan is as good as they can be, they might beat beat Ohio State. Right, and they just did. How's that feel? Rivalry got juice for you? It always had juice for me, Mike. You listen on Friday, you would know. It always had juice for me. I have no problem getting up for this game. But now... I guess we're supposed to be really back in a rivalry because Michigan's good again. And it's not fake good until they play Ohio State. It's they beat Ohio State, so now they have really no argument. And it won't matter what happens in the playoffs. It won't matter what happens in the Big Ten championship game. They could lose. They could be blown out. They will still come back and say, but we beat Ohio State. And what will our answer be to that? Nothing. We have no answer for that right now. We have to wait until next year for that answer. And it sucks. There's not going to be a lot of order to this show today. We're going to jump around a lot. Thoughts are jumbled. Buckeyes lose 42 to 27 on Saturday. And I guess we'll start with the defense, right? Um, They were just, they were whooped in this game. The Michigan lined up, pushed the Buckeyes off the football, Ran the ball. You know, Cade McNamara was hardly a factor. Threw the ball 19 times. When he did, except for the one pick, he was fairly good. Had some moments, but this goes back to them putting 300 ground yards on this Buckeye defense. And Ryan Day said as much after the game. We knew it was coming. We just didn't do anything to stop well, it. Well, that's what I don't understand. That is where point number one of frustration for me watching that game, where we said we said this. I know, Mike, you felt the same way. Let's sell out to stop the running game for Michigan and let's dare Cade McNamara to beat Ohio State. That that should have been, I thought that was the game plan. Maybe it was. Maybe that was what if they that, wanted to do. If that was it, but it didn't then look you like got it. even bigger problems. Well, I'm saying it didn't look like it though because you got completely destroyed if that was the game plan. I don't understand why that was not point number one of emphasis for this defense was Let's just stop them from running the football. Let's just stop that and see if Cade McNamara can beat our corners. Right. And, if we, and if we lose, backs. we're going to lose because they're making plays down the field. Right. We're not going to lose because we can't stop the run. Yeah. I, I thought given how well, and I know part of that was because the offense helped stop Michigan State the week before too, but how well they worked to stop a decent Michigan State offense. I thought, all right, let's see if Michigan's offense is for real or not. And then let's see, this defense, this Buckeye defense had played okay against the run, right? They had been all right in that regard. So let's see for real, what's for real. Well, we found out Michigan's running game is for real, at least against this Buckeye defense it was. Michigan's running game was for real, and this Buckeye defense had no plan B. Nope. You know, we, we heard all season long that Ryan Day rotates guys in and out of the defense. That's the way he wants to play, and you would think there would be a reason for that. In big games like this, you would then have game-tested guys to rotate in. And if you're 
you want to stop the run? You want to put five defensive linemen in the game to stop the run? Well, we have them because yeah. we've been rotating them in and out throughout the entire season. Sometimes to our frustration, the constant rotations, but you would have them in a game like this. Instead, what did you see? You saw a Buckeye defense that pretty much looked the same from start to finish with little to no adjustment. And I don't know why that is. And Ryan Day is going to have to figure that out. Whether this is purely a coaching issue, a scheme issue, a we don't have the players issue. I don't get it. I really don't. I don't understand why. You, you can make a pass for it in week two. I don't understand why the last game of the season, you're playing for your lives and your best player on defense is a converted running back. Oh, that, that I, yeah. I don't understand why we're at this point. Well, and and that to me, I know some people. The temptation is to write off this player or that player and say they suck, they can't play, they shouldn't be at Ohio State. I'm I'm not there. I look at this coaching staff and say all all I ever see every off season, every we're going to see him in a couple weeks. Right, you're going to have early signing day coming up mid December. You are going to see Mark Pantone and all the people over there at the Ohio State support staff tweeting out booms and hashtag boom and explosion and boom and boom and five star and boom and hashtag boom. And then this happens on defense, and it's not a one year problem because if it was, then we wouldn't have all been saying maybe Kerry Combs shouldn't run the defense after two weeks. Right? That went back to last year. Yeah. So you have a, a now two-year problem where this team, when they play their best opponents on offense, who were those opponents this year, Mike? That would have been, I count four. Oregon, loss. Penn State, tough, but they did get the W. Michigan State, blew them out of the water, and you, I don't even know what that was. It was the perfect storm is what right, that was. It was, you're right. And then Michigan, loss. And that's the one, of course, that matters the most, but... You cannot look at this defensive coaching staff and say, well, they just didn't have the horses. No, no. They, <laughs> then you've just completely missed on recruiting for two straight years. Well, There's right. no I mean, chance. The, There's the, no the chance the, that's true. The question is why, if that's the case. <laughs> right. That's right. also on the coaches why, to some degree. Why aren't these guys in the building? And if they are, which you and I suspect that they are. I think they are. That yes. there's talent on this team. Right. I, di- I didn't look across and say, wow, this there's a bunch of undersized circus freaks playing for Buckeyes on defense. <laughs> Nobody says that. As a matter of fact, people look at them and say, look at the size of these guys. Look at how athletic these guys are. But for some reason, they get stuck in space and can't stop the run. No, and, and this defensive line did not get pressure all day. I am not here to, I want to be clear on that. I'm not ripping these players and saying they all suck. I'm not saying that at all. I am saying that I don't think the coaches are getting the most out of the talent defensively that's on this team. And and you can argue with that and say, no, I watched this guy. He had a bad day or he... Fine. We can have those little arguments if you want to. But my main point here is Ohio State should not have a problem getting guys. They should not have a problem developing guys. They should not have a problem getting a scheme that's better than most on any given day when it comes defensively. But the number one thing you have to do Job one, when you go coach at Ohio State, is you have to get better recruits than Michigan, you have to coach them up better than Michigan does, and you have to get the results against Michigan by having a better game plan for whatever Michigan's doing that year. And Ohio State did not do that on Saturday. Michigan coaching staff did. They came up with a better game plan. Well, they didn't even really. They said, we run the football, we're going to keep running the football. The Buckeye defense said, we're going to play you as if you are 
I don't know, Tom Brady back there? I don't know what they were doing. I have no idea. To your point, I mean, we saw it, we saw it yesterday with the Browns and the Ravens, where the Ravens said, Baker Mayfield's going to have to beat us. Yeah. And of course he couldn't, and they didn't. But I don't know why that wasn't the same defensive philosophy. Maybe it doesn't start that way. But how do you not have a plan B or a plan C and say, hey, this game is taking a turn, right? It's clear that it's not going to work out the way that we thought it was for a variety of reasons, a lot of them self-inflicted. We'll talk about those penalties and mistakes as the show goes on. But why are there no adjustments on that football field? I don't know. Defensively, that's been a thing that's frustrated me for the last two years, is it feels like if the Buckeyes don't have it on a given day to start, there's not going to be any changes defensively that are going to fix that problem. And I thought early on when Michigan came out and roared down the field to start the game, I thought, all right, they're hot. They got the crowd going crazy. It's been forever since we've had this game. There's snow falling. They're, they're I'm, having- I'm surprised they didn't cancel the game because it was too cold. <laughs> Gene <laughs> tells me we can't play in the cold. That's not a winterized. Uh, maybe it is a winterized big house. I have no Actually, idea. Actually, let's just say because it was so cold, that game didn't count. Actually, you're right. Retroactively, not they even canceled allowed. the game. Yeah. They wouldn't have had a college football playoff in that stadium, Mike, because who knows if it's winterized, but you can play a game like that in November. All I know is I thought the Buckeye defense was a little just timid from the start, but I thought they'll get it together. This is just Michigan coming out hot like they do sometimes, and then the Buckeyes will get it in gear. And they, and they never, no one, not just, not just on the defense, no one fully got it in gear to the level they're capable of on this Ohio State football team the whole day. We are exercising demons. We are venting frustration. Stay with us for three hours today. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You are going to find some slow traffic on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan about a five-minute delay in that area. This traffic report is sponsored by Dell Technologies. Now is the time to shop Dell Technologies' biggest sale of the year. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. So shop Cyber Monday deals on Windows 11 PCs, server storage monitors, and more. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor, 877-ASK-DELL. On the NRA with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Do you want a sports talk show with two guys who actually know what they're talking about? Oh, sorry. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Reaction Monday brought to you by Taco Bell. We are reacting to poo. It's all Ohio State right now, and we'll get to the NFL from yesterday as the show goes on. Oh, yeah, the NFL that also made my weekend wonderful because my team looked awful yesterday. Yeah, but- Bengal fans got some redemption. Yeah, I had Good to see you. Platinum Fox came down today, and he was like, well, at least Sunday went better for me. And I'm like, oh, is, is that how it went? Good. Well, and then Matt you know Hayes, what? I can't, a Ravens fan. I can't stand his day got better. people in chipper moods. So, you know, Platinum Fox, big Bengal fan, big Reds fan. So I said, well, I'm going to feel good when they trade your entire starting rotation. 
in a couple minutes. Oh, the Reds. And then he then he made a sad face and left. And I, yeah. I felt bad for a hot second, popping the air out of his balloon. But yeah, there's no room well. for happiness on this show. Not today. Not today, buddy. Buckeyes lose to Michigan. We were talking about the defense, and won't be the first time we mentioned that. But the thing about this game is that, you know, we, we've seen it before. To a lesser extent sometimes, but all of the problems they had on Saturday were problems that we've seen this season. Where you have an undisciplined mess of a football team. You had 10 enforced penalties on Saturday. Not even called penalties, enforced penalties right. on Saturday. A lot of pre-snap crap, which we've seen before. You know, but Michigan was able to do what they wanted to do, running the football. And yet, if you look at the stat sheet, Ohio State wins time of possession. Ohio State wins the turnover battle. You would think that would be a recipe for success going into this game, right? But I, this, I would feel okay about that. I wouldn't say it's the only thing that matters. But it's yeah, not the only thing feel, that matters. You'd feel but better about it if you saw that. You know, you can almost make excuses if it's, well, you know, what are you going to do? You had four fumbles. We haven't had four fumbles all game. That was an anomaly. Right. If they played this game 10 times, we would never see that again. No, if they played this game 10 times, it would probably go a little bit like this every single time. I'm not saying the Buckeyes would lose every single time. I don't think that's the case. But I think you, you think you ran up against a better football team on Saturday and you had the same problems you've had all season long, but the team you were playing was better. Third down performance for Michigan. We have seen this time and time again. With this Buckeye defense, not able to get off the field on third down. Michigan on Saturday, five of eight on third down. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a huge problem for this Ohio State defense. And unfortunately, the offense couldn't match what it needed to. I, I, I spent much of Saturday, and I talked about this last week. I was very confident about this game. And I had some people, of course, on Saturday, I had a lot of people like, how are you confident? What are you confident in? And I said, I'm confident in the fact that Yes, this Ohio State team is not the best Ohio State team I've ever seen. Certainly has its flaws. Defensively, I'm not thrilled with how it's been playing. But I, I looked across the sideline and saw Jim Harbaugh is still over there. They gave that dope another couple of chances to try to get this victory. And so I thought, if nothing else, here's how I expected the game to go. I thought Michigan would have a couple of drives, maybe three, where they would six or seven minutes, go down the field kind of methodically, which is, if you look at the first half, it's what they did. They had two touchdowns. Buckeyes had 13 points. I said, all right, that, that's what I expected. Maybe it's close at halftime. They didn't play their best half. No, yet not they're even only close trailing to it. by one. They get the ball back. Buckeyes do and to start I, the second half, and then the offense goes crazy, right? I remain confident because I thought third quarter this team will they will find that extra gear. All they need, this Ohio State football team against 99% of the teams they're ever going to play, they are. They need their one quarter that they are usually good for where they go for like 17 or 21 points. And if they'd had that in the third quarter, they'd have won this football game, right? Like they would, they would have been able to, with that type of quarter, probably stop a lot of Michigan's momentum. It would have required the defense to get a stop, which didn't happen. But... I, I think that would have probably been the case and the way it would have gone. That was what I was expecting even at halftime, even as bad as the Buckeyes had played. The Michigan came out and Buckeye offense getting that quick three and out start to start brutal. off the half. Brutal. I that that made me a little more nervous. But my whole reason for being confident was this. 
We have watched Ohio State through multiple coaches go up against Jim Harbaugh and find a way. Even in these close games, even where Michigan makes it, you know, more of a game than we're expecting or whatever else. And I and I thought Ohio State will still find a way to do this. After that third quarter, that became apparent that was not the case. It was going to take a miracle after that third quarter for Ohio State to come back, and they didn't have a miracle in them. Well, Ryan Day's going to have to figure it out. He said all the right things after the game. Season's ruined. This is terrible. Yes, it is. All, tr- and, all true. And yes, all true, and you should be saying those things. And that's that's wonderful. And, you know, that's that makes me feel better than a coach who stands up there and still wants to tout the success of the season and say we did a lot of good things. I don't want to hear it. Maybe maybe in a couple of weeks I'll be in a position to hear it and understand it. But I don't want to hear it, and he didn't give it to me. So kudos to that. Now you have to go fix it. Because right now I'm looking at a coach with a fantastic beard, by the way, in Ryan Day, who was a 500 coach against Michigan. Not good enough. Fix it. I mean, that stat's a little... You're right. He is. Your, yes, record, your record's what you say Yes, it is. it's misleading. Should but have been 2-1 because you know last if, year they would have smoked him. If, uh, if Urban is coaching this game, you know, as, as disappointed as we are, he at least can whip it out and, and point to his record and say, this is what I've done. So you know I can fix well, it. Well, you know, that's interesting. I, I don't I don't know what would have changed, though. The, here, here's, the, here's the concern, and this is, I guess, where my offseason stands for Ohio State. Because, by the way, I don't care about the Rose Bowl. I don't care about whatever other stupid <gasps> bowl they're into it. How dare you? The they have thing. a parade. <laughs> I know. Every, everybody else in college football has to care about the Rose Bowl. 10-2 and two and losing to Michigan means the season is ruined and I don't care about the bowl game. And you know what? Before it even starts, anyone who opts out of that game, go right ahead. I don't blame you one iota. It's a dumb thing to have to wait around a month to get ready for your pro career. If anybody who's going to the NFL wants to opt out, go for it. I'm fine. I don't even hold it over your head. I don't care. Because this was my bowl game. This is what I care about. This and then obviously a Big Ten championship game and then a playoff. Well, that's, all the, that. that's the bigger thing. We haven't even discussed that is that now you don't have an opportunity to go out and win this division, this conference. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my frustration level is so high with this team, but I, I do wonder, man, like would Urban Meyer have done anything that drastically different? Urban got stuck in ruts offensively. And sometimes that would cost him. It wasn't often, but it did. And I feel like a little bit here with Ryan Day, like Urban's thing was he always wanted to run the ball first and then throw it second. That was nine times out of ten the the teams he's had even before Ohio State. You know what, though? It's what he wanted to do. Maybe if you did that, you'd win this game. Maybe. I'm just saying. We're going to have that conversation here in a second. Urban went to his tendencies when things weren't going the right way. He dug in on his tendencies. And Ryan Day a little bit here dug in on his tendencies, which his team's going to be more of a pass-first team. That's how they are different offensively. And you saw that. Like, they they didn't run the ball nearly as much as I thought they would because, of course, well, Michigan, they were dictating that that's what's going to happen. Right. But Ohio State couldn't find a way defensively to dictate what Michigan was going to do on offense because Michigan's offense worked. And Ohio State's offense, while it wasn't bad, it wasn't the worst I've ever seen, it didn't get the job done either. When your defense is this poor, you still hope your offense is going to find a way to come through. And this offense typically does. Didn't happen today, or on Saturday, rather. We'll talk about the offensive game plan coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You are going to find some slow traffic on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is delayed in that area. Please be cautious as it continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Santa Bucks are here at your neighborhood Meyer, and you decide what's on sale. You can save up to $50 on the things you want most, like general merchandise, apparel, shoes, or health and beauty care items. Save even more all week long with Santa Bucks and Meyer. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Reaction Monday brought to you by Taco Bell. Bone, give me a number. Uh, Let's go with... uh, Let's go with seven. Call the number seven right now. 614-821-9710 is the phone number. Gets a $50 Taco Bell gift card because, of course, they sponsor Reaction Monday. Maybe today's overreaction Monday. I have no idea. The wound is still fresh. We're talking, of course, about the Buckeyes losing to Meat Chicken. This is not a place where you go for objectivity. This is a radio show hosted by fans in Columbus, Ohio. So what do you expect? Well, today? I think sometimes we confuse objectivity with praising the thing that we didn't enjoy, right? Like objectivity means what happened in this game? Michigan was the better team. They had a better game plan. They did all the right things in this game. And Ohio State shot itself in the foot multiple times, had a worse game plan and didn't get the job done when it came down to it, right? That's objective, But I'm not going to sit here and spend an hour telling you how great Michigan is. You go listen to Michigan radio if you want to hear that. I'm sure they're talking about it. Go find them. We're going to talk about what matters to you and me, which is Ohio State sucking. And they did. You cannot say, well, this is just a better team won from Michigan and that's all that happened. You can say Michigan was the better team and then explore why did the Buckeyes not get the job done? Why was this Buckeye team played off the field in the at the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively for basically four quarters. We can have that conversation. That still to me is objective. I'm just not going to focus on what Michigan did right. I'm going to focus on what Ohio State did wrong. Fair enough. Let's talk about the offense because we know the defense has problems and they need to be fixed. But what confused me about the offense here is knowing your defense's limitations and that they couldn't stop Michigan at all, especially in that second half. Well, you literally could not stop them at all. They scored on every single drive. Why there wasn't more of a focus on running the football and controlling the clock. You may say, wow, they didn't run the football because the numbers say they weren't successful. They averaged two yards a carry. Yes, but you know anybody who's watched football for longer than five minutes tells you that you run the football to wear down that defense, and then hopefully you have a few breakthroughs where you're successful. It's also successful in keeping bad defenses off the field if you can move the sticks and control the clock. Travion Henderson had 17 carries in this game. 
Maybe I'm just confused. Maybe there's some sort of mystery injury that they don't want to tell us about Travion Henderson. Maybe he is absolutely terrible picking up a blitz. I have no idea. But he had nine, what was it, nine carries last week or eight carries last week in the blowout. And I'm saying to myself, well, they're fixing to give him the football 35 times. They're saving up for the Michigan game. That's what I thought, too. He's rested. He's ready. Instead, we got 17 carries. And it wasn't like he was awful. It was 17 carries for 74 yards. Not the best performance I've ever seen, but he's clearly the best running back on the football field. I understand that he can't take the ball every single time and that Mayan Williams needs to come in here, but why does Mayan Williams get an entire drive's worth of carries? I don't know. I don't understand that. Well, here's the other question I have. Um, Because you're right. 17-74, average 4.4 yards carry. Not great in college football, but did have a touchdown too, as we noted. But he's Um, the best runner that you have on the field. But keep him on the field. People will point out, oh, well... You take out that twenty yard, twenty eight yard run he had, and his numbers don't look so good. All those numbers go down. It's almost like the special players. You keep going to them because they're special. And if he had one twenty eight yard run out of seventeen carries, that's below, quite honestly, the explosive plays that he typically has. He typically needs nine or ten carries to have a thirty yard run or more, or take one to the house, right? So if you only given him 17 carries, yeah, you say, take that 28-yarder out, what's his average? That wasn't great. Michigan was, by the way, that's all part of the how the game's going, what Michigan's doing. They're guessing right on some of these play calls, too. But my point to that is, what if you'd given him 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, up to like 25 carries? Do you think maybe there's another 28-yarder somewhere in there? Do you think maybe there's one bigger than that? He, he had one where if he was able to break the tackle... Wasn't even a lot of contact. He would have been gone. It was a, yeah. It was like one of those shoestring type. Yeah, he got he, tripped w- up. he would have been gone. So to your point, who's to say if he doesn't have twenty five carries instead of seventeen? Maybe one more of those breaks open. Exactly right. I just I never like that argument. People do like, oh, take out the one big play he had, but he had a big play. <laughs> Isn't that kind of the point? And also when they got in the red zone and they gave him a chance, that play by the way where he scored that touchdown that put him past Eddie George. For, I want to say that was the one. Maybe it was. Maybe that one was the one he caught. Because I think he caught one too. He did catch one okay. for a touchdown. Either way, one of those that he had put him over Eddie or uh, Eddie. No, Maurice Clarence record for freshman. freshman. Record. Yeah, for yard from touchdowns for scrimmage. I'll get it out eventually. Maybe because he is such a special player. Maybe you keep giving him the football. For those who are not old enough or did not watch college football back then or who don't remember Maurice Claret in his truly great freshman season that he had here at Ohio State, how many times do we see Maurice Claret go out of a game because of an injury or, or have a game where like the first six or seven plays, he didn't really do a ton, and then you'd flip him the ball or you'd throw him a wheel route or something would happen and he just found a way where he might only have on the on the actual game report – he had seven carries for 53 yards. Oh, and then he had a one catch for 29 yards and two touchdowns. And you might look at that and go, well, he had those two touchdowns. I don't know if that was really a special game. If you watch the game, you saw he made big plays. I think Travion Henderson has that ability that if you just keep giving him a chance, he's going to make big plays for you. He's going to make something happen. And yes, Michigan, outside the tackles, you weren't running on them doing that. They're out there. Their edge rushers were great. 
They were great at getting to the quarterback. They were great at stopping the run when you tried to bounce it outside. But I truly believe if they'd stuck with running the football in between the tackles for four quarters, I'm not saying like old school knockdown drag out football. Just give him another handful to a to ten carries and see if Travion Henderson doesn't reward you're you looking with another for one balance. broken open. I was looking for balance. And if you're not having success running the football the way you'd like to have success, you know, we, we talk about the dynamic playmakers you have on this team. Garrett Wilson is one of them. Yeah. Give him the football out of the backfield. See what he can do. Loosen up that defense. Something they have to account for. We didn't see any of that. And I'm not saying the whole game plan has to be trickery, right? But we didn't see any of that. We didn't see any usage of the tight end whatsoever. We saw, you know, C.J. Stroud do something with his legs on the touchdown run that was ultimately called back on the holding. But yet another performance where the defense doesn't have to account for your quarterback running the football at all. Well, except... That was the the play I was going to bring up, that Travion Anderson, he scored that. I think that was his second touchdown that he scored. But he scored that because there was a penalty. Remember, there was a holding penalty on that drive in the red zone where C.J. Stroud did. Yes, that was his touchdown run. He finally he did took it. it and ran he through did the defense. And, and then he had, he had that look on his face like, yeah, see, I did it. And it's well, like, yeah, good. We know you can. Right. I had faith in you, C.J. Stroud. We never said you couldn't do it. We know you can do it, so do it. Listen to me. If this is not changed next year, and by the way, I don't know, right? I don't think C.J. Stroud's losing that job, but you got a lot of talent. He's not guys, losing that fine. job. Quinn Ewers is here. That's all I'm telling That's you. That's fine. He's not right. losing that job. My point, though, is this. You better have C.J. Stroud working all offseason to run the football. Yeah, but is that what his coach wants, though? That's well, the that's, thing. That's, that's, I'm saying it better be. Person. I'm not, no, I'm not saying it's C.J. Stroud's fault. I'm not at all. I'm saying Ryan Day and this coaching staff better say, look, we do not want you to get hurt. But we also, like, I would take that highlight if I'm whoever is in whoever's not wanting to do that, someone at the Woody Hayes facility, I don't know if it's CJ Stroud, I don't know if it's Ryan Day, I don't know if it's I, Mark Pantoni, I don't know who it is. I'm not trying to blame anybody. And maybe it's Coach Mick. He doesn't want to do it. He, I don't know. Someone does not want CJ Stroud to run the football. I would take that video of him running through Michigan into the end zone and say, boy, didn't that feel good. Yes, there was a holding penalty, but let's ignore that. That was a didn't BS that, holding penalty. Didn't that anyway. feel good? Wouldn't we like to see some more of that next year? Let's make that happen and get everyone to agree that's a thing that should be happening. New polls are out. I'll tell you where the Buckeyes land coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on Parsons Avenue at East Main Street. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful over here as they get things cleaned up. Plan on some slowdowns in this area for at least another 10 minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Public Lands. At Public Lands, they believe that doing things outdoors is more fun together. Visit their store in Polaris to check out Columbus's biggest selection of brands you love, like Patagonia, Yeti, the North Face, and Sorrel. You're sure to find holiday gifts for everyone on your list. More at publiclands.com slash Columbus. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. Reaction Monday. We are reacting to crap. Buckeyes lose to Michigan on Saturday. Oh, I forgot to tell you, the segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. New AP poll is out. Buckeyes drop, as to be expected. Georgia stays at number one, getting all the first place votes. Meat Chicken up four spots to two. No shock there. Nope. Cincinnati is up a spot to three. Alabama, despite their victory, heart attack victory in the Iron Bowl, down a spot to four. Oklahoma State up two spots to five. Notre Dame down a spot to six. Then the Buckeyes are at seven, down five spots. Then it's Ole Miss, Baylor, and Oregon. That's your top ten. By the way, that Alabama-Auburn game, Yeah. if Bama had lost that game, if if Bryce Young doesn't have the touchdown throw that he does have late in that game to tie it back up, who's going to win the Heisman Trophy? You know? Like, I, I think it's Bryce Young's now. That's not my major concern, but the thought I had over the weekend is because CJ wasn't going to probably... Win it after what happened Saturday? Well, and he threw for almost 400 yards, but yeah, oh, I, I lost I, the well, game. I'm, not, I'm just saying I don't think that's going to be... Uh, he didn't play badly. I'm just... No, he didn't play badly. Pointing out that that would be something where a lot of people would have some criticism of, well, you lost your rivalry game. If Bryce Young had done the same... I mean, I'm just saying I, <laughs> I struggle to think. Would they have gone defense? Like, you know what? I know this is a sports radio show. Jimmy Crackcorn. I know. I, I don't know. care. I got what you're saying. I don't I just, the second was, that game was over on Saturday, I did not turn on another football game till Sunday. That's fine. I didn't know that Iowa was playing in the Big Ten championship game. <laughs> I didn't know because I was done. I know. I know. I, I, I just thought of that only because now it looks like Bryce Young's probably going to win the Heisman and that's that. But there was a moment where I thought, I really don't know who you'd give it to in a weird year like this. Where there's just been no one person you can say that's the most dominant player in college football. Can I ask another stupid question? Sure. About just doing things that don't work and you just keep doing them. What was the short kickoff strategy on Saturday? It's like, yeah, we're going to make them run it out. And it's like, all right. No idea. But once they start doing that and every single Michigan possession starts on their own 35 or 40 yard line, why do you continue to do it? When they're having success, there wasn't one drive in that game where you backed up Michigan and said, all right, go ahead, go 95 yards. Now, with that Buckeye defense, they probably could have gone 95 yards, but we'll never know because they got short fields all football game long. Well, and I I really do feel like there's a little something to that because, yes, you're right. Maybe Ohio State just gives up more yards because they and Michigan eats up more clock because they just start from further back, but... How is it going for Michigan most of the day, right? They would get 
early on, they would have a nice play, usually on first or second down. And so you would see if they were starting at the 35 or 40 or 42 or wherever they would end up starting with one play, they were almost midfield. Yeah. And so then as a defense, you're like, well, if we don't get a stop, like immediately, we're giving up points, we're giving on, this up points on this drive. And so that mentality has to also, I'm not saying that that's the way it should be. I'm not saying that that is great from a mentality standpoint for that defense, right? But that is something when you're struggling defensively, you've been getting your ass handed to you all day, and then Michigan gets a kickoff that they get at the 38-yard line. Two plays later, you're standing in your half of the field now suddenly, and they're driving on you. It feels a lot different than if they're starting at the 15 or the 20, and you're out to the 35. That feels a lot different, and I'm not saying it, is the reason this defense played poorly. I'm saying I wonder if that contributed at all. Dick Masheter Ford fan poll, 971thefan.com. Will you watch the Iowa-Michigan Big Ten Championship game? No. I won't. Here's the only reason I will. I'm not saying anybody else should. Personally, I will watch it because I don't think it's going to happen in that game, but I need to see Michigan lose. I need to be watching when it happens. Is that going to make you feel better? Yes. Because right. I hate Michigan. No, I hate them too, but it's not going to make me feel it's not better. It's going to make me feel better about the game that, that happened. If that Iowa team do you understand beats that Michigan and my team couldn't beat Michigan, that's going to put me in a worse mood. If Michigan wins that game, they're the Big Ten champions, which sucks. It doesn't suck as much as them beating Ohio State, but it also sucks. Then they're in the college football playoffs. And if that happens, they have to win two games to undo 20 years of dominance in this rivalry. Because then it'll be, ah, we kicked your ass for 20 years ago. Yeah, who's got the most recent national championship? And they're back! And they're back! (laughs) And I hate it! I I have to see this team go home and not hoist the trophy. I have to see it. Are we having fun? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I thought this was fun, right? Because, hey, let Michigan... It's better for the rivalry when (sighs) Michigan's good. Okay. Remember remember when, two years ago, the Buckeyes put up 60 against Michigan? Was that that fun? That was was, so boring. That seemed real fun to me. But I I really don't remember or care what Michigan was ranked in that game. I I don't care what Michigan is ranked... I hope Michigan loses every game from now to eternity. Not every Ohio State-Michigan game. Every game. I want them to lose until they can't lose anymore and they cancel their football program. That's how much I hate Michigan. And I hope all of you understand it now because this sucks. We will, of course, circle back to this game because we are gluttons for punishment. But coming up next, NFL things from yesterday. Bone will be in an even worse mood talking about the Browns. No, no, no. Because <laughs> no. it's fresher. No, no. Michigan just prepared me right. for what was coming, certainly, with the Browns. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing heavy delays on I-71 southbound at East Broad Street. It is blocking the left lane. Traffic is stop and go from 5th Avenue in this area. This is an injury crash. Please be very careful over here. Plan at least a 15-minute slowdown. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Dye Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Dye Market. A three-pound bag of fresh California navel oranges is just $1.99, now through November 30th. Fresh Dye Market, get real. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, 
I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. What happened, Teddy? Microphone didn't work? Looks like it. Yeah, poor Paul's microphone didn't work. Hey, do me, hey, do me a favor, Ted. Submit a ticket. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to do that, Ted. So if you can remind me, because I actually do need to submit well, one. Well, we have a thing here at the radio station now where they don't want you to physically go and talk to the person that can fix the problem. They want you to submit a ticket online, mm-hmm. and then someone will come and fix the problem. But your issue, Bone, is that you can't get internet on your computer. <laughs> right. So how do you submit yeah. a ticket? <laughs> I just, I guess I just yell loud enough and maybe the Wi-Fi will pick up that that's me submitting a ticket. Do we have Alexa here? Maybe I can just no. shout at Alexa and Alexa could submit a ticket for me or something. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. Of course, we'll talk more Buckeyes in Michigan because we have to. I take no joy in today. I hate being here, but I know I have to be here because for a lot of you, it's important that you know that we're miserable and somehow that makes us both feel better. You're listening. You're miserable. I'm here. I'm miserable. We commiserate together. And maybe when this is all over, we don't feel as miserable. That's the goal. Yeah, I guess I I am uh, someone who I will be avoiding a lot of the national sports discussion, which I do anyway. 90% 90% of the time, but especially when it comes to college football, I will I will be checking in to watch Michigan lose at some point because I need to see that for closure for me. But then after that, I don't have any interest in who's in or who's out in the college football playoffs. Maybe I'll get there eventually. I don't care right now. Yeah, but the other side is if you tune into this Big Ten championship game, yes, there's a possibility you see Michigan lose and it makes you feel better. Oh, I know. There is a better possibility you see Michigan win makes you feel worse. So do this for me because I'm not going to watch. Okay. But if it's abundantly clear that Michigan is about to lose, text me and then I'll tune in. I gotcha. And don't gonna, fool me either where I tune clear. in and Harbaugh's crying and confetti's falling down. I'm not going to do that. I fooled you. No, let me be very clear. When I say I'm going to check in on that game, I mean I'm going to check in. I'm going to flip over and see in the first half, hey, did somehow Iowa get up by three scores? Will that even matter? Because they could still give that lead away. I don't think any of that's likely. I'm just pointing out that if I flip over and see that Michigan's up two scores, I'm probably not checking back in that game. But if but if I find out that Iowa has taken the lead or something, fourth quarter late, I might flip over to catch it. That's what I'm telling you. Uh, football from yesterday. Let's start with the good. Bengals beat up on the Steelers. This is another huge win for them. They beat the crap out of the Ravens. Well, You've now beaten the crap out of the Steelers. Let me say that a different way. Because you you said, let's talk about the, the team that had the better day. Let's talk about the most important and relevant team in the AFC North right now. The Bengals are that team. They are the best team in that division. They have proven it throughout the season. Now, they may not prove it in December, in January. Other things may happen. But to this point, they are the most relevant team to the discussion of who's the best team in the AFC, 
Who's the most interesting team to watch? They're in the conversation. I, right. In this I'm division, certainly. From the AFC North, they are the most... Yes. Between them and the Ravens, they are the two most important well, teams in this division. But here, Here's why Bengal fans should be excited. And I, I heard a couple Bengal fans say, well, Joe Burrow's stats aren't very good. Are we nervous about that? No. Don't be nervous about that because... How were Joe Mixon's stats, by well, the way? The, the way this <laughs> team fine. was winning football games earlier this season is your quarterback had to bail out your stupid head coach mm-hmm. and put the game on his shoulders and say, all right, I shall win this for you now. And then stupid head coach is vindicated for about five seconds, but we all knew that Zach Taylor was stupid. Now, Joe Burrow doesn't feel like he is the only way they can win a football game. He did enough. Yesterday, you are running the football consistently. What a nice surprise that is. You are playing consistently good defense with a defense, by the way, that, you know, even if technically they're not the best in the league, they are taking the ball away and making things miserable for the opponent. And trust me, other teams are thinking about that now. Other teams are thinking about they got some ball hawks in the secondary. I better be, you know, cautious where I throw this football. You are playing a more complete football game than when your quarterback was back there every single week throwing for 350 yards. Yeah. Well, and not just that. I mean, to go back to the defense for a second, they they made Ben Roethlisberger look like retirement is here. Yeah. I don't know if they retired him in that game, but. I do. I thought Mike Tomlin was going to retire him. What the hell was he playing in the fourth quarter have, of that game? I have for? no idea what the purpose of that was, but I wonder if Big Ben has, for whatever his thought process is on whatever he's doing at the end of this year, I assume it's retiring. But if it wasn't predetermined before yesterday, that felt like the type of game where afterwards Big Ben goes home and says, "I don't know if I want to keep doing this. I don't think I should keep doing this." I think I have to decide what I'm doing, you know, because it was embarrassing, complete embarrassment by the Steelers. And that is at the hands of the Bengals. I'm not taking anything away from Cincinnati by saying that I am saying this Bengals team utterly decimated the Steelers yesterday and and good for them. That's what you're supposed to do when you're the better team and you're at home and it's pushing December and you're trying to separate the pretenders from the real teams. The Steelers, I have thought all year are a pretender. I do not think they are for real. Uh, We can get to what that means for my Browns in a second. That's fine. The Bengals are a for real team. I did not expect them to be for real this year. They have completely surprised me. But that's what you do in this time of year. If you're really a playoff contender, you do that to a team that is a fake. And then there's Maud. (laughs) Then there's the Cleveland Browns losing in ugly fashion to the Ravens yesterday where, you know, they stack the box and say Baker beat us and Baker couldn't beat you. And and I don't know. Look, Baker's not this bad. All right? No. I mean, he's he he is bad now. And he may not be a quarterback warranting 100 million dollars in guaranteed money. But he's not this bad. He is clearly banged up. There's clearly some head games going on too because physically he knows that he can't make the throws that he should make. And so he's second guessing and he's putting too much air under the football, all of that stuff. He's overcompensating. But To your point, yes, the Ravens want you to throw the football, but to just completely and totally abandon what you do best as a football team, running the football, to me makes no sense whatsoever. Help me make some sense of this logic that I have heard from some of the, I don't even know what to call these Browns fans, apologists or always sunny Browns fans, I don't know, because... 
for for most of the year, what has the narrative been with the Browns? Their defense sucks. Defense has been underperforming, not good, all that stuff. And that's not necessarily true all of the time. They but are the defensive they are coaching staff. Defensive coaching staff is in over its head, and I think right, changes need enough. to be made. Fair enough. Okay. Um, if you were to say in this game, well, why did the Browns lose this game? The first thing that would rightfully be said is, well, it's not on the defense because they got four turnovers and they limited the Ravens to less than three scores, three touchdowns, and pretty much held Lamar Jackson in check. Now, yeah, did he get a couple plays? Sure. Did you have a tremendous catch by you know Mark Andrews down the field? Yeah, you like you had some stuff happen right. in this game. That was one of the worst games as a professional that Lamar Jackson's going to have. Yeah. Um. So defense did its job. Then you would go to say, is it the fault of Kevin Stefanski and his game plan? And I've already seen some people say, oh well, you know, you can't really blame Stefanski there because it's. Ravens defense just added. I don't know why. Why? Because I don't know. Because to me, that is one huge issue. But they will say, well, you know, what's he's going to do there? They were stacking the box against the run. He obviously couldn't run the football. Oh, okay. Then the only other place that would leave me, if that's where we're going to go, is then what about your quarterback? Because you're right, Mike. The Ravens defense said, we dare Baker Mayfield to beat us. Nick Chubb is not going. Kareem Hunt's not going to beat us. Neither of these guys are going to beat us today. And Baker Mayfield couldn't get it done. Now, because he's hurt, yes. Uh, But also because of all the things you just mentioned. I I look at this situation, and here's what it boils down to for me. Kevin Stefanski is not doing a good job as a play caller. Uh, The run game yesterday was inefficient, sure. But all of that is happening because you have a guy out there playing quarterback who should not be starting for the Browns as he is currently situated. He is tough. He is a lot of moxie, whatever you want to say, positive. I'm not mad at Baker Mayfield for wanting to play football. Everyone who's ever been hurt in the NFL wants to play football. And many who have been hurt but not badly enough to go out of the game have done it and tried to go out and play. This is ultimately the issue is you have a quarterback that everyone knows cannot get the job done right now. So defenses are saying, let's stop everything else they can do offensively and see if we can make that quarterback beat us. And Baker Mayfield can't because of his injuries. Sure. But that's where Kevin Stefanski comes back to him. Well, you you have to get Baker Mayfield out and say, no, he is not. You are going to rest for a couple weeks. That's why it comes back to him because you and I talked about this, you know, you sit him against Detroit you almost lost that football game with him in there. Should have sat him then. You we should have said you still win that. Case Keenum starts in that game. You win that game, and you probably win it more handily than you did. You win the more game. More handily. Though. Either way, you're you know right. what I mean. You win that game. And then worst case scenario is you lose that game last night anyway with Case Keenum. You split, even though, I don't know, would Case Keenum have lost that game last night? I have no idea. But let's just say that's the case. You went then with the bye week would have had three weeks for Baker Mayfield to sit and get as healthy as he possibly can in three weeks to help you down the stretch where you still hope to make a playoff run. Now you have beat up Baker Mayfield that just gets one week off, and then he's back right in the lion's mouth with the Ravens the week after that. I just, I, it, it makes no sense to me what this team is doing. And then Kevin Stefanski, right after the game, right after the game, which, by the way, Kevin Stefanski had a nice day where, among other things, his dumb offense ran... 12 players out on the field multiple times and, and like after a timeout that like, Oh no, 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 sorry. That was a defense, not his offense, but that is still a problem of coaching there where you do not have it together enough to even communicate what is wrong on the field. But right after that game yesterday, he's asked, Hey, 
are you thinking about benching Baker Mayfield? And his answer is, why would I do that? And I, there's no discussion of that. And it's like, well, why? Because your guy can't throw and... He's hurt. He's limping around. The like, last time that you had your backup quarterback start, he won the game. I Like, what... <laughs> What are we missing here, Mike? Nobody thinks Case Keenum's the answer. No. But he could be the answer for now because it helps Baker get better and I, healthier. I guess, you know what? It's all done now. But I just, to, to stake the claim again, I said it before the Lions game. They should have benched Baker for the Lions game, for this Ravens game. And then he has a bye week where he can have three full weeks of rest. You're going to need him in December. This is the stretch run. I thought at worst they'd be 500 if they did that. Well, they didn't do any of it. They are 500 in that time period and on the season now. And you're still going to need healthy Baker Mayfield down the stretch. But now you're not going to get that. You're going to get a Baker Mayfield on basically one week worth of actual rest. And then, you know, next week after the bye, he'll have a full week of practice to get healthy. But I'm just saying, you could have had him sitting for three weeks getting whatever he needs treatment-wise, and they didn't do it, and that's stupid. Family members causing more headaches for the Browns. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching a serious accident blocking the two left lanes of I-71 southbound at East Broad Street. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Fifth Avenue in this area. This is an emergency crash with uh, guys on scene. Please be very careful. Plan about a 20-minute slowdown as things continue to get cleaned up. Traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. You may have heard that Allstate has new low auto rates, but isn't it time to see for yourself? With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Columbus Men's Clinic. They have successfully treated thousands of men in Columbus. I want to talk to you about ED, erectile dysfunction. Maybe you're saying, common man, after that football game on Saturday, I will never get an erection again. I'm here to tell you, that can all change. I've got one right now. <laughs> Just thinking, thinking about football? I hope not. Well, what do each their own? Two each their own. Yeah. They have an expert staff at Columbus Men's Clinic. And if you're, this, this is off the rails now. Keep going. Because now I got the giggles. Keep going. If you're like a lot of men, you could be having sex the day after you watch the Ohio State game. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> a treatment plan could involve a variety of treatments to have you performing like you haven't in years. As a matter of fact, if you go to Columbus Men's Clinic, all of a sudden, Buckeyes, go back in time, win the game on Saturday. If, if and it, then you have the best will, sex of your life. If it will have you performing like you haven't performed in years, does that mean you'll get some linebacker play? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, see an expert today to get a program together for you. You'll get a consult, PSA, and T-test, and if medically advised, a test dose. And if the test dose does not work in the office, your visit is free. But trust me, it'll work. You'll be poking the dude in the eye in there. It's going to work. 
They're located in Columbus, Ohio to serve you. They're regretting their choice of endorser right now. I guarantee that. Call them today, 614-300-7400. Visit them online, columbusmensclinic.com. Tell them T-Bone sent you. Mm. <laughs> They'll be like, I heard this commercial This T-Bone from endorsement went T-bone? really off the rails. It was offensive and terrible. <laughs> Uh, Browns having some more issues with family members of players. Now yeah. it's Kareem Hunt's dad. Yeah, Kareem Hunt Sr. wrote on his Facebook page about the uh, situation with the Browns last night. Now, he is a Cleveland native, so, I mean, I, I kind of like the idea that, I don't know this to be true, but I like the idea that maybe Kareem Hunt Sr. was a fan of the Browns just anyway, and then his son ends up playing there. How cool is that, right? So, he's... Because if this if that's the side of him that's coming out, I actually don't blame him at all. Because as a Browns fan, a long suffering Browns fan, you get frustrated. You say things online. Uh, but he said this during the game or just after it. Now I'm getting people on my Facebook saying I'm being like OBJ's daddy, and I'm not. I'm stating facts on football and what I see. He's limping around talking about Baker Mayfield. He's scared to throw the ball, and they know he's hurt. They're going to keep listening, but if people don't like what I'm saying, unfriend me. I'm not jeopardizing nothing. I got a right to speak. I'm not posting no videos. I have a good day. I had a good or have a good day. Go Browns, hopefully, he said. So yeah, I, I think he shares the frustration that a lot of people do looking at it from the outside in. The difference is our kid doesn't play on the team. Yes, I look, I understand that. That he cares, but you're not because now the only thing you have now is Mary Kay Cabbage and the rest of her cronies will be huddled around Kareem Hunt and saying, hey, your dad says Baker's scared. Do you agree? Yeah. It's, but just, it's just another layer to this. But here's what's stupid to me. And I agree. Like, stay off social media. It doesn't, it doesn't help if you're a family member of any of these players. But when Baker Mayfield's wife says the entire team needs to be as tough as my husband, or she didn't say that. That's what she reposted and then deleted. That is viewed as like, well, hey, I mean, come on. You know, he is tough. That's not an unfair thing. But when this happens where a guy is saying, I'm not mad at everybody else on the team. There's this one dude who's hurt, who's not playing well, and it's costing the whole team. That is viewed as, wow, you're being a cancer. And I don't I don't get that. Like, that was Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad's point, too, for Odell Beckham Sr. Probably the easier way to say that. That's his point, too, was... There's one problem on this team right now, and it's that Ouchie quarterback runs the whole organization, and it's it's kind of a problem. Not the best way to handle it, but it just seems weird. Before we talk about the rest of the games yesterday, there are college football coaching things we have to discuss. Lincoln Riley is leaving Oklahoma to take the USC job. Before we well, I have, sort of I have break that down, are you surprised? I am I am a little surprised that he would go to USC because I didn't necessarily hear a lot about that. But from the standpoint of looking back, like looking at it from afar and taking the broader view, I have for a long time said, I think USC is the better job than a school like Oklahoma. I genuinely think that. And if Lincoln Riley can recruit guys and get them to come to Norman, Oklahoma, the thought is you should have an easier time doing that in a place like Southern California. Not because of the location, although I'm sure that helps, but also because there's just a lot of football talent there that leaves all the time to go play elsewhere. That's why USC sucks. So 
from that standpoint, they're going to pay him a ridiculous amount of money. Oklahoma would have if he stayed. I think there's something to the fact that Oklahoma's going to the SEC in a couple years, and he sees the writing on the wall. He has a chance to be the top, like, five coach in the SEC. Well, that's the thing. As opposed to going out west, and you're going to be the number one fish in that pond, and you have a chance every yes. year to go to the playoffs. Let's let's not beat around the bush here. It's a better job because it's easier to win. Sure. That's why it's the better job. Now, he's not going to stand up there and say that. He's going to talk about the challenges, and they need to get back to playing USC football and bringing in the right talent, blah, blah, blah. It's easier to win, and he didn't want to go to the SEC. That's well, what it is. But also, I mean, is is that... I think people look at that as being chicken. I'm not, I'm not saying being, that's I look chicken. at that as being smart I, and saying fine. Oklahoma bit off more than they can chew. But from a recruiting standpoint, I do think it's a lot easier to get people to go to USC than go to Norman. I just do. There's more people who are going to say, I'm up for that. If I'm going to leave home and go a thousand miles from my parents, do I want to go to middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, no, or do I want to go to Southern California? I, just, I love these coaches, though. These coaches are always talking about accountability and honesty and loyalty to the guy next to you and brotherhood and all this crap. And Lincoln Riley comes out and says, listen, I'm not going to LSU. Print it. You didn't ask me about USC. See you well, later. The U-Haul's packed. These guys are all snake <laughs> oil the salesmen. They really are. They, they, they want to talk about life lessons and preaching togetherness. And they got the U-Haul gassed up so they can move out in the middle of the night. Hey, man, there's a life lesson there. Don't answer the questions you weren't asked. So that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Did but anybody ask you about USC? No? Then don't answer the <laughs> USC question. They asked you about LSU. Deny, deny, deny. Right, You're more, right. more coaching conversation coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident on I-71 southbound at East Broad Street. It is blocking the two left lanes. Still working to get this one clear. And an accident blocking the left lane of 670 eastbound before Route 315. Traffic is slow here as well. Please use caution. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. You may have heard that Allstate has new low auto rates, but isn't it time to see for yourself? With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Reaction Monday, before we talk about more college football coaching carousel news, Bone has something very important to tell you. Well, man, you know it's the holidays coming up here, and one of the gifts you can give yourself this holiday season is the gift of great water. Connecticut mm -hmm. takes your hard problem water Turns it into soft, clean, worry-free water See, throughout I, your entire I, home. I I have the opposite problem with the commercial I did last <laughs> segment. Right. I want to turn soft into hard. You want to turn hard, hard into, into soft. soft. That's right. That's, I see. That's the difference between what we're doing here. But here's the good news. People do ask me all the time, like, because I have the Premier Series water softener in my house. It works great for our house, great for our family. K5 drinking water station, which gives us the need for no more bottled water. We have... It's, it's great to have all that stuff in the house, but that's what works for me. That's what works for our situation. K5 
Connecticut has a wide variety of water softeners and drinking water systems that fit your needs, your budget. Water's different everywhere around the listening areas. So you need to talk to Connecticut to find out what exactly they have that will fit what your water needs and also what your budget needs. Plus, how about this? For the holidays, you call my friends at Connecticut today, ask for the T-Bone deal. You're going to get an additional $200 off any new equipment purchase. So I'm trying to help you out during the holidays too. ConnecticutColumbus.com, $200 off any new equipment purchase. Just ask for the T-Bone deal when you call my guys and my gals at Connecticut to get the funk out of your water. I went back to my desk during the commercial break and the TV above my desk has the Steve Wilkos show on. Or as I like to call it, the Cal Ripken Jr. show, because they look the same. <laughs> Have we seen those two together in no. a room? What if one of them was just like not, like what if one of them has left the earth and we didn't well, know it? Well, what blew my mind. And the other one's just been filling in for both. You were in here with me. We had MLB Network on. We did. And we were convinced it was Cal Ripken Jr. And then the name came up. It was Steve <laughs> Wilkos. Because. On MLB Network. It was on MLB Network, we thought there's no way it would not be Cal Ripken Jr. Why else would they have him on? And it turned out they were having Steve Wilkos on on one of these shows where it's like, oh, we're talking to a non-baseball person about baseball things because they're a baseball fan. So anyway, the sound is not on, but I can see the picture. And it, they got some woman on there, and there's a graphic under her face. And usually it's, you know, I'm not having an affair. I'm not sleeping with my stepbrother something like that on the steve wilco show on the steve wilco show and then they have you know a conflict lie detector results all of that but the graphic today said i did not kill my mother wow this woman whoa and it's like how is this show gonna end where they have a lie detector she fails and then police come (laughs) on the stage and arrest her i'm sorry i did not think that the like successor to the Jerry Springer show, which is what the Steve Wilco show basically is. I didn't think we were letting those shows solve some of our most heinous crimes. You know what I mean? Like who murdered mom? Let's go call. Is judge Reinhold doing a reality show? Like who can we talk to? Yeah, about we this? need, we need just like good old fashioned. Did I sleep with my stepbrother? Right. All right. Like we used to have back in the day when the world made sense. I want to solve. I don't want any problems actually solved. I just want people who have problems to talk about them on the on the TV. And then we just all kind of point and laugh and go, that's not at least it's my life isn't as bad as that or whatever. I don't need to know. Like mom's dead. Who did it next on Jerry Springer? Well, the lie detector says you're lying and now you're arrested. Oh! I just realized Jerry Springer has a judge show, correct? Yes. Judge Jerry. So if you if you admit to a crime on Steve Wilkos, do you go to the court of Judge Jerry? <laughs> yes. <laughs> judge Jerry like sentences own, you. It's like, well, then where do you go? To try like, and stop Michigan's run. <laughs> and then it's You're like, the defensive coordinator for the Buckeyes next year. They say like, oh yes, you've been convicted of murdering your mother. You're going to Russian jail. And it's like, whoa, 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 hang on. This is the United States of America. They say, I'm sorry. No, rules don't You've apply here on Judge the Jerry. Wilkos Jerry world of legal defense. You are not in the American court system anymore. So Lincoln Riley is leaving Oklahoma to take the USC job. Billy Napier, the Louisiana coach, is the new Florida head coach. All right. All right. So good luck with all of that. But you know what, though? That's who we thought they were going to get. 
No, I know. Right? But we, so, when we went through the list of names, they all kind of came with, I don't think that guy's going to take that job. I don't think that guy's right for that job. Billy Napier, the thought is he will be able to recruit. And if he can recruit, he can win. And to be fair, right? A lot of people had similar thoughts 20 years ago when some guy from Youngstown State took the Ohio State job. It's not to say that it couldn't happen again, that someone from a much smaller program couldn't do that. And he has ties to Alabama. He coached on that staff. It's not like he's an unknown commodity. Other programs, other big-time programs have been interested in him throughout the years. So now he's getting his chance. So LSU job is open. We'll talk about that in a second. This Oklahoma job is open now because Lincoln Riley's going away. And the rumor was the hot rumor is that their number one target is Cliff Kingsbury, who happens to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL. They happen to be nine and two and in first place. Why in the hell Cliff Kingsbury would leave that situation to go coach at Oklahoma? I have no idea, but some people seem to think this has legs. And I will say this. I don't think it does. But Cliff Kingsbury today did the opposite of what Mike Tomlin did. When Tomlin was the subject of these rumors, he stood up and said, basically, there ain't enough money in the world to get (laughs) me to go to college. He said a booster can't write a big enough check for me to go there. Right. So at the end of that, you're like, oh, okay, Mike Tomlin's pretty serious. Just don't want to go. Here's what Cliff Kingsbury said today when, when asked about this. I don't get into those things. My sole focus the last couple of weeks has been the Chicago Bears, and after watching them on Thanksgiving, it needs to be because they're a really good football team and had a big win. I'm sorry, this is a comedy routine. (laughs) And so that's where my focus has been. He was then asked again, well, why don't you just say, I will not be the head coach at Oklahoma? He said, we're in season, we're 9-2, and just not a topic I want to touch right now. So he could have come out today and said, listen, guys, I'm in first place. We got a big game coming up this weekend. Your laugh here. No chance in hell am I taking this job. Right. Instead, it's, I don't want to get into it right now. So I don't think he actually has interest, but these quotes today make me think differently a little it's bit. Very, very bizarre. I, I Maybe there's just something where he feels like if he goes back to college. That's where he truly enjoys coaching i don't know i mean i enjoy being in first place in the national football league i am listen i would think 99 percent of people would say i had terrible success terrible success i didn't have success when i was a head coach in college right texas tech was not successful they were mediocre no, that's, at best. that's why they told them to go away i lucked into a job with the cardinals i mean luck i don't know whatever you want to call that he got a promotion that no one expected And then he's now taken that and ran with it and is doing a great job in the NFL to then say, I want to put all that on pause and jump back into college where I had a difficult time doing the things I'm doing in the NFL. Now that would seem very odd. I think a place where the pressure is going to be instant that you have to win. Yes. Big. I think that the comments by him today are weird, but it's still, it doesn't make sense that he would take that job. To me, the Oklahoma job is set up for Mark Stoops. Well, Brother Bob is going to coach in the bowl game. It just seems to make sense, doesn't it? That would That's certainly a possibility, but let me throw another variable that is out there. All right. Brent Venables, longtime defensive coordinator for, uh, for Clemson, who has been 
you know, for years, he could have had a head coaching job at that type of level or higher, right? Yeah, if he's he turned was, him down. If he, yeah, he's turned down every time. They give him a boatload of money every time he gets in these discussions. He is now trending on Twitter because Oklahoma fans are trying, I guess, to will this into existence. I saw Joel Klatt tweeted about it that... I don't know if it's happening, but if it is, he'd be a great hire. Like, it's, why are we listening to Joel Clad? I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I'm not saying Joel Clad is breaking that news. I'm saying he's throwing it out there that if that's the case, it'd be a great hire. Which, duh, it'd be a, it'd be a very loved hire by everyone at that fan base because what is Oklahoma's one of their big issues been over their last forever? It's that their defense has sucked. So if you go out and get a defense first coach. I don't think you're going to have problems finding guys who can coach offense in college football. Getting a defense, we've seen it now with Georgia, right? Look at the fatal flaw in this Ohio State team, as we talked about. There there would be a lot of love for that move if that occurs. So maybe that's a variable. I can't, if I were ranking the three, I would say like a Stoops or Venables takes that job before Cliff Kingsbury. But that would be very weird if Cliff Kingsbury somehow spurned the NFL and said, I'm going back that to would college. Be, it would be unprecedented. Well, it would. I mean, it would shake up everything that's going on in the NFL right now, would it not? Where you would have a team that is in prime playoff position saying, we have to go to the playoffs with an interim head coach because our guy is going to go fix Oklahoma. You are two weeks away from early signing period. And let's stop calling it early signing period because it's signing period. Yeah. All right, because guys are coming in and they're coming in early. You got to get a head start on everything. There is no, he'd have to leave. He couldn't say yeah, wait, he, he couldn't say wait for I mean. me. No. no, he would have to leave in the middle of a season where he's in first place. No way. I'm not. No way. I hear. I will not say no way. I will say very unlikely. But have you seen the numbers they're throwing around in college football now? That would be one thing if you were living under a bridge. These guys are already <laughs> rich. They're already I rich. Know. But you can always get richer. That's what All I've right, been told. Fine. A Buckeye is leaving the program. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from eastbound 670 before Route 315. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. And delays expected on I-71 southbound at East Broad Street. Still working at get an accident clear. The left lane is still blocked. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. You may have heard that Allstate has new low auto rates, but isn't it time to see for yourself? With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. We have some details on the Lincoln-Riley USC contract in a moment. But first, let me tell you that redshirt freshman quarterback Jack Miller has announced that he is leaving Ohio State. He will not be the last quarterback to leave. He appeared in four games this year, was also popped for OVI. I think the charge was eventually dropped, but 
whatever. He said, I love my brothers and my coaches and wish them great success. But for me, it's time to get on the field. The coaches have prepared me to face the future head on with confidence. I'll always be thankful for the time they spent with me. He was a four-star guy in the 2020 class. So he is the first quarterback to try and take his talents elsewhere. Yeah. Well, it's understandable, right? There's a lot of talent in this room. There's going to be a lot of competition and you're not going to have four quarterbacks who all think they should be starting in college football playing. They're not all going to hang out in that room, right? You're going to have, I wouldn't be surprised if you see, you know, obviously another quarterback transfer too. And then, no, I think you will. I think you will this offseason. Yeah. So, and it's not like Ohio State is not recruiting quarterbacks, you know, this class, the next class, et cetera. Like there's, there's always going to be another guy in each class too coming in. So the room gets pretty crowded pretty quickly. Lincoln Riley is going to USC. We got our first look at some of the contract details and. You told me during the break what this was, and before you tell everybody else these contract details, I never really used to feel this way. These contracts are starting to actually make me feel a little sick to my stomach. Yeah. That's how ridiculous they are. Now, I want to be clear. Ted, I don't know if this is the thing you saw. Did you see the tweet from a Robert Hefner? Is that where you saw this? Yes. Okay, I saw that too. I just want to point out who this guy is. I looked him up on Twitter. It appears that he is some kind of energy sector guy who tweets a lot about Oklahoma. Okay. So this is someone who would appear, because if you're not aware of that part of the country, they do a lot with oil and natural gas and on and on. So this looks like a rich, well-connected guy to the Oklahoma side of things. So is this a confirmed report from, you know, Adam Rittenberg or someone like that? No, this is a guy in Oklahoma who thinks he's got what it is. Here's what he says the contract details that USC offered to Lincoln Riley are. $110 million. That in itself is just ridiculous. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're coaching college football. $110 million. USC has agreed, according to, again, this Robert Hefner, buying both of Lincoln Riley's homes in Norman for $500,000 a piece over their asking price. I love how we live in a world. Where it's, we just gave you $110 million. Yeah. But we're going to give you more than a fair price on these homes that you already own in Norman, right. he too. Could just He could just absorb the cost of those homes and donate them if he wanted to. Well, the housing and- market sucks right now, so it's probably like, <laughs> oh, well, who's going to buy these homes? I don't know. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, they are also buying, in addition to $110 million, they are buying Lincoln Riley a $6 million home in L.A. Well, because you can't be expected with your $110 million to go buy your own $6 million home in L.A. Someone's mm. got to buy it for you, yep. stupid. Of course. And finally, unlimited use of the private jet 24-7 for families. So he's not going to own the jet, but from a... U- if someone told you you have a Ferrari at your disposal 24-7, you have a Ferrari. You just don't own it, but you have it. Like, you can use it anytime you want. Well, again, $110 million man can't go get a NetJets. No. He's, he didn't want to pay for this it. This is a private jet that will be provided to him. Now, we were just talking about why would Cliff Kingsbury want to leave the NFL and go to college? And the answer, if it, if, I'm not even saying that's happening. But if it does, it's because... USC just did this around these numbers is probably what we're going to see. Oklahoma is going to say, well, we can't be outdone by USC. 
This is this is ridiculous now. And then when I mean, this is ridiculous. I don't know what Florida's. I don't think Florida's going to be doing quite those numbers, but they're going to look at some of the other jobs out there and say we can't be left behind. And then when the next high-profile job comes up, LSU hasn't been filled yet. What do you think those contract numbers are going to be for peanuts? Let me ask you this, though. It's it's going because to get ridiculous quick. You are a longtime college football fan. I am a longtime college football fan. I know how the system works, okay? I know it. But doesn't this make you feel a little icky? Of course it does. Don't these things make you feel icky? Yeah, but you know what? I used to justify it. And I, I don't know. Again, it's one of those things where it's, well, what's the number? What's the contract number that makes you feel icky? I don't know. Just like the people right. say, I don't know how to describe pornography, but I'll know it if I see it. And right now, I'm in icky territory with these coaching salaries and the perks. It's like, wow, well, we'll buy both your houses. We'll buy another house, and here's a plane, and show ponies, and where's the beef? <laughs> in the words of Scott Zolak. Yeah, right. It, I, I'm... My fear with what happened with the Mel Tucker deal, let's all be very clear about how this all works. Like Mel Tucker got $95 million at Michigan State, not because that's what that job is probably worth in the grand scheme of college football, or that even that that's, I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but maybe not even that that's what he's worth in the grand scheme of college football. It's that's the number that a billionaire alumni, at least one, maybe two billionaire alumni for Michigan State, both said they were willing to pay to retain Mel Tucker. That is the only thing they care about. They do not care about how much USC is going to pay Lincoln Riley. They don't care about how much Oklahoma is going to pay their next head coach, and on and on and on and on. They just wanted to get Mel Tucker to stay at Michigan State, and they did. But because of that, you saw what happened at Penn State. James Franklin got in that same ballpark. What a bargain. Oh, yeah. Only $80 million for him. His contract already looks ridiculous compared to if this Lincoln Riley contract is true. I'm just saying... Even though that's not the intent of what happened in Michigan State, it's going to set off a domino effect where other colleges and universities are going to say, well, we can't. If that's what Michigan State's paying for their guy, we got to show our boosters and alumni that we're more dedicated than Michigan State. Yeah, let's go. Roll out the red carpet. Wasn't the rest of that, where's the beef? Yeah, yeah. He says, unicorn, show ponies, where's the beef? All we have is show ponies. Show ponies. Full one. I don't know. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, which pretty much is just us talking about the Buckeyes losing to Michigan, well, we'll have it for you again Mm -hmm. with the rundown. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still causing slowdowns on 71 southbound at East Broad Street. Still working to get this one clear. Traffic is bumper to bumper and still continues to build. The two right lanes are now open, but please be very careful as things continue to back up. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. You may have heard that Allstate has new low auto rates, but isn't it time to see for yourself? With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! talking to my annoying friend Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty it took them out of the mood for getting hot 
and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. How about we add some levity to the show? Uh, Well, okay, we can do that. Go ahead. I have have something for you. You add some levity. And then we're going to get right back into the Buckeyes suck conversation. There was a fight at the Vegas Golden Knights game in Vegas Mm. on Saturday night. They were playing Edmonton. Yeah. They lost 3-2. to There is video of this. Big brouhaha in the stands. We've had more of these because people were away from each other for a long time. Now they're back together and they have forgotten how to interact. Mm-hmm. I don't course. think that's the case with this lady. It is a lady in this fight. All right. Uh, she was so amped up, she decided that she needed a weapon during this fight with another fan. So did she use her popcorn or throw a drink? Sure. Maybe had a billy not, club in her purse? Well, I was gonna say, the first two are not really dangerous weapons. The third one would be kind of terrifying. No, what she decided to do instead is rip off her prosthetic leg (laughs) and swing it (laughs) at the person she was fighting with at the hockey game. Needless to say, she was uh, ejected. What happened? Put her leg back on and do the walk. Does does Dan Campbell like try to sign the person who does he sign this lady and be like, I don't know about anybody else, but you're taking body parts off to fight. That's not biting kneecaps. That's using your kneecap as a weapon. So you're on the team. I want to see him walk in and dress the players. That was a tough loss on Thursday. Here's our new kicker, leg lady, prosthetic leg lady. I, um, is she going to call back-to-back timeouts and get a five-yard penalty late in the game because you're stupid? Now, I don't know what it's like to go through a situation where you lose a limb. So I don't know where you are mentally with that. It's when, good in a fight, though. You just whip it right off. Well, and- my here's my thing, though, right? If I did, I'm trying to put myself in the mental headspace. If I was in a fight and I didn't have my leg, but I had a prosthetic or an arm or whatever, would I want to risk getting, like, I could use it as a weapon, yes, but the turns of the table, right? The way that could go the other side is that they then get the prosthetic from you and now you're getting injured with the thing that you are supposed to use to help you get around. Well, you also don't with have your a, own body part. Don't have a lot of balance then. Sure, right. right. So I'm saying there's your a weights in the wrong place. Trade off there. Prosthetics are very expensive. What if it gets damaged there's when you're bashing too. somebody's skull in? Big trade off is what I'm saying. So I, I think I would probably, like I would in most fights, just kindly duck out of that and say no thanks. I don't want any part of this. Rundown, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit them online at KriegerFord.com. Home of the Krieger commitment. Best cars, best people, peace of mind. Buckeyes lose to Michigan on Saturday. It was a ass-kicking from a defensive standpoint. Michigan running the ball. Ohio State 
saying, we know you're going to run the ball, and they have no answer whatsoever. Now, we can ask the question, and we have, why? Why do you have no answer? I thought this was the whole thing you were planning for all season long. The reason why Ryan Day is rotating guys in and out of this defense all season is for this moment, to be prepared for this moment. Or if you had to stack the box with five defensive linemen, you can do it. Because you've had these guys in rotation all year, gaining experience, and said we saw nothing of that. We saw Buckeye defense almost look like they were on their heels the entire game, not being aggressive. I was talking to you about this before the show, and I, it's more nuanced than this. I get it. It's not this simple. This is the way Dan Campbell, Lions coach, would explain something. But this team is lacking something. You want to say it's, just, it's a special sauce, or it's an edge, or it's toughness. I don't know. But there's that special thing. They're talented. No question about that. They are dynamic. They can hang 60 points on you in the blink of an eye. But there's just something missing from this team. It's not all defensively either. It's on the offensive side of the ball too, even though sometimes they're putting up these ungodly numbers. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer on that because you're right, it it feels like defensively this team has just... Well, I don't even want to say defensively. At the line of scrimmage, offense and defense at times this year, there has been, it feels like, a little bit of a lack at the least. A little bit of lack when it comes to having that fire. That extra something of, I'm not just going to block you and win this battle. I'm going to try to block you down to the ground. Like I'm going to try to take you completely down legally not get a holding call. Although in that game Saturday, you probably would have still got called for holding. My point being, I, I don't know what that is, right? That that extra edge or nastiness. Do I think that's the difference in 95% of the games Ohio State's going to play? No, right? But if you never have to be in those fights consistently, you don't learn how to win those battles, right? And, and I think we saw a little of that in the Oregon game too, where that toughness was questioned. Then they played Penn State, and the toughness was questioned again, but felt like they answered the bell a little bit better there. Let's not, let's not pretend that Penn State's something either. Well, no, but Penn this State... This is a five-loss football team. Penn State was the team that played them the closest no, outside I, I, of their losses. I get it. I understand that. But let's not look at Penn State and say, wow, they're really good. We're lucky to escape there. They no. lost five times this season. You're five. exactly right. Yeah. So my my point being... Is Ohio did Ohio State not want to win this game? No, that's ridiculous. That is this. I've never understood that argument when you're talking about big time college athletics. Maybe if anything, you could point to the fact that Ohio State blew the doors off of Michigan State and came into this game feeling slightly overconfident. Get out of here, feeling well. That should no. never be the case. You're walking into a place, a hundred thousand people hate your guts. It's the biggest rivalry in sports. You shouldn't be overconfident well, about anything. Yeah. They watch the film this week? Yeah, well, right. They should watch the film and say, oh, that that is something that's a problem. That's a but good team over there. I know. I also, I'm. my point is, given that it is a team that you have had dominance over over the last 10 years, given the fact that this team has more often than not gotten the job done, and given the fact that you just came off of a huge win it could be something along the lines of when you're talking about special sauce, what is that? It could be that you walk into a stadium 
that you've always heard is not as intimidating as it used to be. And these Michigan fans aren't that bad. You'll go in there. You'll be fine. And then they like, not from the coaches, from their friends, from the media, from other people who are not in the coaching staff. Right. And then you get out there, you feeling like we're doing pretty well. We just played our best game of the season against Michigan state and Michigan comes out and has like whatever one, one hundredth more juice than you do. And that's, get you started off on the bad foot. Then the doubt creeps in. I'm just trying to walk through how you could get to that place from looking so good the week before, and then the next week you look terrible. But either way, I don't think it's just that. I think there's a schematic issue defensively. I think offensively they got a little too predictable. And Michigan played great on defense. And their defensive line got a lot of push. Ryan Day's going to have to figure it out this offseason. He said all the right things on Saturday after the game, saying this is a disaster. You know, I got to look at this. I got to look at that. Yes, you have to look at it. And I don't want to hear any of this. We're going to fix it internally. BS. I use different words on social media after the game. I don't want to hear about that. You got to go outside. You got to get somebody to to show you what you can't see or fix. One of the two. Because you're in a situation right now. Don't tell me there's not talent on this defense. That's BS too. All right. There are players on this defense. They weren't undersized guys. It's not slower guys. They were pushed around on Saturday because they weren't in the right position to make plays. Yeah, I, I all we talked about with fire and all that stuff. I said this in the 3 o'clock hour, and I'll say it again. Do I think Ohio State's defensive players could have played better? Yeah. Do I think it's a lack of talent defensively? No. And do I think that the coaching staff bears a lot of the brunt for not getting this team ready to play defensively? Not just this this week, but for a large portion of the season? Yeah. And I think there have to be significant changes on the defensive side of the football. You are going to have to fire a couple coaches or or gracefully tell them to move on, however you want to phrase that. And you're going to have to hire, I believe, someone to come in and fix your defense. That should be the number one priority is getting the defense right. Because offensively, we know Ryan Day teams typically will put up big numbers. You did have a you have a freshman quarterback, you have a freshman running back, you had some stud wide receivers. That freshman quarterback's gonna have to grow up a little bit. Freshman running back's going to have to make a few more plays and get more chances. Well, maybe they give him the football a little bit more. True enough. 17 carries, call it a day. I don't understand that. Is he tired? Is he worn out? You don't have confidence he can pick up the blitz? What's the problem? I don't know. But my, my, my point there is I think the offense next year will be still fine and probably improve in some ways and, and take a step back in others, right? You're losing two great wide receivers going to the draft most likely. But in either case defensively you cannot have this will be the third year running where this defense has been uh not up to standard and i think a lot of that's on coaching it's a long off season kiddos and don't tell me about the rose bowl right now uh, all right maybe the friday before i'll get excited about the rose bowl i'm not there now the rundown the rundown uh five-star quarterback is back on the market details next common man and t-bone on the fan Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on I-71 northbound before North Broadway. It is causing some backups over here. Traffic is slow from 5th Avenue. Plan about a five-minute backup as they try to get things cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect has big savings on the hottest holiday tech. Right now, a Lenovo IdeaPad i5 with Intel i7 processor is just $649.99. You save $250. In-store only. Offer ends December 4th. Limit to while supplies last. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. Elmiana Ray with fan traffic. 
Common Man here for Care, Heating, and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Reaction Monday brought to you by Taco Bell. Tonight on The Fan, it is the season finale of Buckeye Roundtable. Two big hours of your favorite guys, Skip Mossick, Paul Keels, Jim Lachey, talking about how miserable they are. And then at 8 o'clock tonight, it is Monday Night Football You'd Rather Forget. <laughs> the Seahawks and Washington. Mm, that's true. Let them live. By the way, speaking of wanting to forget, I had uh, purchased some tickets Saturday evening to go over to the Cabelli Center to watch the Ohio State women's basketball team take right. on Cincinnati. Cavelli Center's cool if you've never been there. I know they do volleyball and wrestling and other things in there, but occasionally they put basketball games in. And if you get a chance to watch the men or women's team play basketball there, I'd recommend it. It's like a nice high school gym. It's very cool, very intimate environment. But uh, I that was the only thing that went well for my weekend, Mike. Like it actually, for the couple hours we were there, Buckeyes dominated Cincinnati. That was like a really fun time. I'm I'm just going to go out there and recommend go watch this women's basketball team if you've not gotten a chance to. I had not gone in a few years to check them out, but uh took the girls. They had a good time. So, yeah, it was all good. And I know Maddie Andrews, our guy who you just mentioned, will be on Buckeye Roundtable, voice of the women's basketball team here on The Fan. So you will see him at the games most of the time if you end up going. So shout out to him. Lots of money trading hands in Major League Baseball. Lots. Uh, the CBA is expiring in a couple days. We will have a work stoppage. And so players want to sign their contracts now because they won't be able to do business when there's no CBA and there's a work stoppage. The Texas Rangers today signed Corey Seager to a 10-year, $325 million deal. Mm-hmm. Let him live. It mm-hmm. always works out when the Texas Rangers spend a lot of money on a young shortstop. That's right. Right. So we'll see how Never that works. Wrong. Uh, he's been he's been very good. He's been also injury prone throughout his young career. So we'll see how that happens. And I saw that your team, the Mets, went after Max Scherzer, yeah. got him today, three year deal, opt out after the second year, but he'll be making forty three million dollars a year. The projected opening day payroll for the Baltimore Orioles is thirty seven million dollars. <laughs> Max Scherzer is making 43. Now, I said that as a result of this new CBA and eventual work stoppage, I think that Major League Baseball will implement a salary floor of 80 to $100 million. That will not be for next year. They'll have to ramp up to that. Maybe three years from now, they'll get every single team on that if that's what they agree to. Salary floor, which I think they will. But you're going to have teams start next season? With a payroll less than one player's salary. It will happen. That, yeah, I don't doubt you on that. And also with Scherzer's deal, at least, I want to say 
the Nationals still have some deferred money they owe him. Ted was telling me it's about fifteen million a year over the next couple of years. Oh, let him so live, man. He's going to be making close to sixty million dollars all told for the next two years to throw a baseball for the Mets. What Are the he? Mets buying him a house too? Or does he have to buy his own house? <laughs> I think he has to buy his buy, own. I don't know, man. I mean, Lincoln Riley's getting a six million dollar house in his deal. Yeah. And well, if that report is true, which we haven't seen it all confirmed yet, but the details for Lincoln Riley going to USC look absolutely insane. One last little thing on the baseball. Yes. It's always funny to me, or always, it's been funny the last couple of days where these monster deals have been coming through, where you are about to have, in at end of this week, you will have people starting to dig in on both sides, owners and players, and say, system's broken, it's untenable, can't go on as currently is. Players will have their reasons for saying that, owners will have their reasons for saying that. And yet, both groups, and I'm not blaming either of them for doing this, both sides of them are currently engaging in that system at a ridiculous level. Are they not? Yes. Like at the end of the week, they're all going to talk about how none of this works and it's unsustainable. And one side is going to say it's more sustainable than the other, but they're both going to agree there needs to be massive changes. But while that system is still in place, they're all like, well, let's make sure we sign a bunch of deals. Let's make sure these teams sign all these players. And I, I just find that to be very odd given the looming nature of what seems to be coming for Major League Baseball. So you got this big deal, three hundred twenty-five million for Corey Seager. Max Scherzer's getting one hundred thirty million for three years. I saw the Mariners are handing out one hundred fifteen million dollars for Robbie Ray, who just won the Cy Young. And of course, we saw what the Rays did with Wander Franco, one hundred eighty-two oh, yeah. million for them. And then there's the Reds, Teddy. Where I read another story today saying all of their starting pitching is available on the market. Let's make a deal. Open for business. Open for business. <laughs> yep. All right. I, uh, Cheap SOB. That's right. That is. And, and what's going to happen? Teams like that are going to be the reason why there will be a salary floor in Major League Baseball. And they're not going to go without a fight. But that will eventually happen. And then the Reds will engage in some deals probably poorly because they'll say, well, we got to pay someone. So I guess just here, give this schlub some money as opposed to actually fielding a better team because they know they have to spend money, which is what the intent of that would be. Nope. They're just going to put it in one or two guys, call it a day and then still have a bad team because reasons, I guess I can't wait for the new baseball, which will look similar to the old baseball. So Lincoln Riley is headed out West going to USC, leaving Oklahoma and that means one of the bigger commits for Oklahoma has decommitted. Five-star quarterback Malachi Nelson, the number three-ranked prospect in the 2023 class, decommitted last night. Uh, he is from California, so perhaps he is decommitting to go join Lincoln Riley mm -hmm. at USC. I have mm -hmm. no idea, but you know this happens every single time you have a coach leaving, uh, another ESPN 300 guy, Brandon saw, Innes, okay. who was a wide receiver, also decommitted. I want to say that the uh, quarterback, Malachi, what was his last name? Nelson. Malachi Nelson. I, th I think he's the one that I saw the post where he said, I am not reopening my commitment. I am just decommitting, which is an interesting way to put that because I'm going to guess every college coach that was involved in his recruitment is not going to be taking that as... I'm not reopening my commitment. They are all going to be calling much in the way that if a 
very attractive person breaks up with their significant other. All of a sudden, all the other friends they've had who are attracted to them suddenly start reaching out and saying, hey, how you doing? You feeling okay? Sorry to hear about you and Rob. That's it's too bad. And they start just, oh, hey, getting phone calls. No, I didn't call them. They called me. Sure, yeah, just reaching out, just talking, you know. But maybe he is committed to Lincoln Riley. Maybe that's right. what's happening. Right. Maybe he's not opening up his recruitment, but he's he's not going to go where he said he was. That could be it, too. Uh, yesterday was not a good day for Urban's Jacksonville Jags. They lose to the Bad Falcons at home. They are now 2-9. and nine. It was also not a good day for the Jaguars mascot. His name is Jackson DeVille. Oh, I All saw right. this. Uh, uh, he uh, He's a Jaguar, clearly. He does a bungee cord flip from the top of the stadium and lands on the field before each game. Yesterday, he got stuck and had to be lowered into the seats in the upper deck. Well, I, have you ever watched that when it works? Yes. I mean, it's it's one of the most terrifying things I've seen. This guy is up I am, hundreds of feet in the air. In I, can't be, I can't believe they get clearance to do it. It looks very dangerous. However, let me tell you, if a billionaire in Columbus, Ohio said, hey, I want somebody to jump off a pedestal eight times a year and I need the local government to clear it, I bet they'd find a way to clear it. That's basically what goes on with these NFL stadiums. But he was in the upper tank then after they lowered him down there. I mean, there's no real staff up there except like, you know, ushers and stuff. And this mascot's got to take the walk of shame all the way down. (laughs) Still wearing the big head. <laughs> I hope he knew how to like disconnect the bungee cord at least so he didn't have to just keep dragging that around with him too as he's walking through. <laughs> all of a sudden, I just imagine there's a button they can push to recoil it and they don't realize he's still attached. He's just like, wheeling him up. But he just goes all the way through the stadium again in reverse at a million miles an hour. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of I-71 northbound before North Broadway, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. And watch out for slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Traffic is delayed in that area. This traffic report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Festivals, football, the great outdoors. Some people say fall is the best time of the year. May also be a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Do us a favor. If you missed the early part of the show, we pretty much did it for the entire 3 o'clock hour. Us discussing Ohio State losing to Michigan. It's still there. It's on the podcast. It'll come right to your device. Go subscribe to the podcast today. Wherever you get your audio. Apple, Spotify, wherever. Search Common Man and T-Bone. Subscribe to the podcast. Every show comes right to your device free of charge. Are you ready for some yikes? Let's do it. 
We had some terrible quarterback play yesterday. I would like to focus on two super bad performances. First, Jalen Hurts. Dan Orlovsky said last week the Eagles had found their quarterback of the present and future. Well, my guy Beth Orlovsky's streak of always being wrong is still intact. In their loss to the crappy Giants, Jalen Hurts was 14 of 31 for 129 yards and three picks. In fairness, he did rush for 77 yards, whatever that means. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) But the true champion of suck was Cam Newton. I never want to hear from anyone again about not knowing which Cam you're getting. There's only one Cam, people, and he's terrible. 5 of 21 for 92 yards and two picks. His 23.8% completion percentage was the worst since 2004. He looks like he's throwing a shot put out there. Yikes. Uh, I'm going to uh, preview a little bit of what we're going to talk about tomorrow, but uh, Duke basketball has a guy by the name of Paolo Boncaro. And folks, if you've only heard his name because he had a, what was the tr- the the charge he got was like an assisted DWI? For lack of a better term, he was in the car with someone who was drinking under the influence. That someone It was, was his car. Yeah, it was his car, but he had given it over to Coach K's grandson, who's also on Duke's basketball team. Anyway, that charge was most of what maybe, like, outside of basketball nerds, maybe that's all you've heard of this guy. Well, he had a game Friday night against Gonzaga, and Gonzaga's the number one, was number one team in the country. Uh, Paolo Boncaro had 20 points at halftime in a battle of between him and Shed Holmgren. Those are the two guys that are thought to be the number one prospects for this upcoming draft. Uh, he dominated that matchup, and he is a problem. He's six foot ten, two hundred fifty pounds. Plays like a guard. Has an outside shot. I'm looking at tomorrow night and going, how do the Buckeyes stop Paolo Boncaro? Yikes! Yikes! All right. Auburn running back Tank Bigsby had a big yikes moment against Alabama. He ran out of bounds with 147 remaining in the game, which saved Alabama 40 seconds. Alabama forced Auburn to punt and eventually scored the game-tying TD with just 24 seconds left. If he stays in bounds, they probably win that game in regulation. Yikes. The Baltimore Ravens were bad yesterday. They were so bad, it's amazing they won. The Ravens were the first team in the Super Bowl era to score less than 17 points, have fewer than 325 total yards, throw more than four interceptions than their opponent, and still win the game. Yikes! Teams with those numbers were 0-275-1 entering Sunday. Yikes! But of course, they were playing the Browns, who are currently terrible. Browns have scored less than 20 points seven times this season, but hey, at least they're not the 1976 Tampa Bay Bucks. They played 14 games, won none of them, scored 20 points only once, and had 14 offensive touchdowns the entire year. Yikes. Special bonus yikes. Do you know who the starting quarterback was for the 1976 Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yes. I do now because you told us before yeah. the show. But go ahead. <laughs> Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach. You know, maybe that's when Steve Spurrier was like, football ain't that important, y'all. I'm going to go play golf. He scored 14 touchdowns one season. Shimmer, <laughs> shammer, shimmer, shammer. <laughs> the NFL's for the birds. I'm going to go back to college. About first world problems? I'll tell you some problems. Uh, speaking of college football, my second yikes is going to Lincoln Riley. 
So Dean Blevins tweeted this out. He works for the local news network in, uh, I guess this would be Lincoln, right? No, no, no. Why am I saying Lincoln? He works in Oklahoma. Anyway, he was taping the OU coaches show, getting ready to tape it with Lincoln Riley. He said, for the first time in 25 years of taping this show on Sundays, I was told at showtime that the head coach would be three to four hours late. Okay, understandable. Now, he says, complete no-show, confirming he's USC-bound. Sooners have been askew from early in Baylor week, disastrous, recruiting, commitments, SEC, hashtag Sooners, and then he tweeted at his news network. If you're going to leave town, at least let the poor schlub that has to do your TV show know that you're not going to be there. Don't tell him it's a delay. Just don't show up and call him and have the decency to apologize. Yikes. All right, Georgia's defense, they've been stout all year long. On the season, they've allowed just 83 total points. If you doubled that, they would still lead the nation in scoring defense because Clemson is second with 180 points allowed. And 14 of those points came on defensive scores, so they've actually only given up 69 points. Nice and yikes. Sometimes we hear terms like Cyber Monday, which is today. And just blow it off. I was reading today that smart people are estimating around $11 billion to be spent today on online purchases. Yikes. The total estimate for, estimate, estimate for the holiday weekend, including Black Friday, is over $36 billion. Yikes. Here's some facts for you. Cyber Monday became a thing in 2005. It surpassed a billion dollars for the first time in 2010. The average cost spent... By each shopper is $312. 40% of purchases are made through smartphones. 50% of Cyber Monday shoppers are buying clothes. 39% home goods. 21% toys. Remember, though, those tiny computer chips and the vaccine are keeping tabs on you, not the thing in your pocket. Yikes! My final yikes is uh, my positive outlook all last week before the uh, OSU-Michigan game. Yeah, I don't know why that happened. I should have known that Ohio State, and I did know, had a defense that hadn't always lived up to par this year. I did know that Michigan had a great running game, but I thought Ohio State's defense would show up like they do, usually in enough of a way that the OSU offense would find a way. But what I forgot to do was factor in my experience. My friend Neil Sika, voice of the crew on television, he or on yeah, he tweeted at me and said, "Were you born in 2001?" Cuz I was being so positive last week and I was failing to remember the lessons I learned in my youth. Never take the game for granted. I'm sorry for doing so. I blame myself. Yikes. I blame you too. Where do you go, Bone? Thanks. I blame Bone too. Thanks. All right. Here's Michigan's last 7 drives of the game. Touchdown, end of half. Touchdown. 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 End of game. Yikes. Solid. That's well solid. done. That's the yikes of the day. Back page coming up. I want to drink again now. Thanks, well, Teddy. Good news. We only have 17 more, 16 more minutes. You can drink again. Well, I can't drink on the way home. Take an I'm Uber. not Jack Miller. Take an Uber. Let's go. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident on westbound 670 before I-71. It is causing some heavy backups over here. Traffic is stop and go from 5th Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but plan on some heavy delays as things continue to clear up. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Take the shortcut to your next great hire. When you sponsor a job on Indeed, Instant Match immediately delivers a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Buckeye Roundtable coming up at the top of the hour. What else was I going to say? On Monday Night Football at 8 o'clock, it is the Seahawks and the Washington football team. Enjoy at your own risk. Uh, The Red Sox ownership has completed their purchase of the Penguins for around $900 That's what they're saying. Lemieux and uh, Burkle bought it in 99 for $107 million. Good investment. Yeah, good investment for them. I can understand how it would be a sad day for you know Pittsburgh fans because now you've got somebody from outside the city coming in and owning your team. But you know what? I don't care about Pittsburgh fans. They can all go to hell. <laughs> well, yeah, it is nice that they'll have to at least sweat about that for a little bit. But here's the, I will just say about sports ownership, the thing that they just said that was a good investment. I want to be real clear about what I think about sports ownership. It is an investment because you know you're going to make money on the back end of it. But it's really not like from how you should treat it, right? If you have an investment portfolio or a 401k or whatever you're doing, like you care about the performance of that thing, but you care about it solely for the monetary output that it gives you, right? If you own a bunch of you know, houses or apartments you rent out, like you care somewhat about what's going on at those houses, but your primary concern is that thing making money for you. And and that maybe isn't the way it should be, but it is how it goes. When you own a sports team, you should have more of an understanding that this is a community asset. Yeah, it costs you money to buy it, but you're not buying like stocks. You're not buying a a, a painting, but but you are buying something that a lot of people do care about. And maybe that is the way to look at it. It's more like a painting or a rare you know, piece of memorabilia or something like you have a duty to the people that this is important to who don't have billions of dollars to buy these things. So yeah, I don't like penguins fans. I don't care for the penguins obviously, but in general, I do hope when people take over sports teams, they don't then just say, ah, good. This is how I'll now make money off of this thing. I hope they realize it's their chance to do something in that community and, and uphold the standards that that community has for their team. Lots of coaching changes in college football, lots of money being, thrown out there the LSU job is still open there are rumors that LSU is kicking the tires on Brian Kelly at Notre Dame now Brian Kelly talked about this last week he said he's not leaving Notre Dame unless somebody gives him something like oh I don't know 
$250 million. As ridiculous as these contracts have become. And you and I were making a joke during the break where maybe one of these states simply says, hey, come be the head coach. When you're done, you can be the governor of the state as well. I don't think Brian Kelly's leaving Notre Dame for LSU. And I don't think even with this crazy time we're in with these coaching salaries, they're going to approach $250 million. Brian Kelly said it himself. Now, will it actually be $250 million? Let's shave $100 million off and say it's $150 million. Would they be so nuts? Would they be that crazy? At LSU to do this? Yes, to yes. give them $150 yes. million? They would be so nuts. Well, let me let me rephrase that. Someone will be nuts enough in the next... I would say 18 months, if nothing changes, I would guess that there will be a school that says we will pay $150 million for a coach. And I would bet that a few years after that, we will get up to $200 million. Unless something changes. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, it is nuts, right? It's but, crazy. But here's the thing. Let's just talk about like Brian Kelly actually going and coaching at LSU. Uh, Brian Kelly strikes me as a guy who fits really well at Notre Dame and maybe would fit well if an NFL team called him up and said, hey, you've done a good job at Notre Dame. We think you can do this in the NFL. There are, there are like 17 more curmudgeonly guys in the NFL than Brian Kelly. He would fit right in. That's that's fine. Notre Dame, he's very, you know, like he looks like one of the buildings at Notre Dame. Like he's just a stone-faced <laughs> kind of, like, you know what I mean? Like he's I very, he's very tough mean. exterior. Like that's it. You go to LSU you got to be kind of a, when you go to the just the SEC in general, but a lot of college football, you have to be this weird quasi-cheerleader, politician, rah-rah guy who's also a culture leader, who's also a, I don't know, makes you think guy every now and then. Oh, and you have to relate to 17-year-olds in a way that, you know, very few, very few parents can relate to their 17-year-old. You have to do that. At, at Notre Dame, he's saying, hey, you, you've heard of Notre Dame? That's me. I'm Notre Dame in the flesh, in your living room. Do you want to come to Notre Dame? If they're like, no, I don't want to come to Notre Dame. He's like, great. Thanks for telling me that. I appreciate it. I'll see you later. To your point, the farthest south he's ever been in his coaching career has been Cincinnati. Yeah. That's it. He's he's never coached south of Cincinnati. People all the time do this, and I think sometimes it's overblown where it's like, Oh, he doesn't have any family connections to that area. He's never coached in that area. And it's like, well, all right, but it's USC or it's Texas or it's Florida. Like these are big jobs. There's going to be a lure for people who aren't in those spots to go take those jobs. And LSU is certainly in that mix, but it would be a severe clash of cultures. Yes, and I would. do think that You're matters right. a little bit. Back page. The back page. The back page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, I didn't realize this was apparently a thing, but uh, if you were hoping to see Matthew McConaughey run for governor, I guess that won't be happening. Nothing surprises me anymore, my friend. The Oscar winner was apparently given a bunch of polling data that showed that he would be able to run against Greg Abbott, the current governor, in 2022, despite polls suggesting that he would win. And he said that while that is something he took under consideration, he said, quote, that is a path I'm choosing not to take at this moment. He posted a three-minute video talking about that and said that he had actually been considering running for governor of Texas, which I guess like the Schwarzenegger governorship kind of primed us for all that, right? Like I've if an actor says they're running for governor, that's way less shocking now than it was when, you know, 
the Terminator said he was going to do it. Like that was, well, I mean, you know, much different back then. Yes. There's more to be said. I'm but, sure there is. I mean, Ronald Reagan was the damn president You're of the United right. States. You're right. Trump, You're right. Trump was essentially an actor, too. You're right. There's right. a lot of actors. Buckeye Roundtable is coming up next. Monday Night Football at 8. We are back tomorrow, hopefully with a happier program at 3. Talk to you then. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident. Still causing slowdowns on Westbound 670 before I-71. Traffic is stop and go from Fifth Avenue in this area. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still heavily delayed as they get things cleaned up. Plan on some slowdowns for quite some time. Traffic report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Festivals, football, the great outdoors. Some people say fall is the best time of year. It may also be a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. The Fan. Good evening, I'm Matt Andrews. Start with Browns injury news. All-pro tackle Jack Conklin done for the season after his suffering a ruptured patellar tendon yesterday in the Browns' loss to Baltimore. Carolina Panthers have announced that running back Christian McCaffrey off of the air with an ankle injury. The Monday night game tonight, Seattle and Washington will have that just past eight after Buckeye Roundtable right here on the fan. Big Ten ACC Challenge starts tonight. Couple of games, Iowa and Virginia. Notre Dame travels to Champaign to take on Illinois. The Buckeyes host Duke tomorrow night at 9.30. Duke, the new number one in this week's AP poll. Ohio State is unranked. On the women's side, the Buckeyes are up three spots. They're ranked 18th in the AP poll. And the Rangers have signed shortstop Corey Seager to a 10-year, $325 million deal. Somebody sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. Stop snoring and start sleeping today. Call Dr. Mark Levy now. 1-800-MORE-SLEEP or visit him online at sleepbettercolumbus.com. Hey. Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's Man and Bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald. If I don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day, <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And 
So Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Should. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. You would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's, I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn but you're you, saying i i think you're people saying get the wrong impression you would accuse me of it even though you know me and know i would never do right. something like that i that's, know i know i've known you the, for years that's bad but i would just yell well, racist at you and run away well, i'm glad i don't shave my head all the way down then is it okay where it is now because well, i just fine want, now okay good i yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. Right I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 